on, everybody? I'm here with Anthony Agumen. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Anthony. Yeah, no, man, no problem, no problem. I just want to start things off by kind of asking you what you do. So I do many things. Um, like I was telling you before, um, one of the main things that I show, like on my social media platforms, though, is dropshipping, which is basically, you know, buying products from wholesalers or distributors and then marking up the price to the market value price and then selling it on your website. You know, for instance, like evergreen products are like couches, um, fireplaces, electric bikes, espresso machines, high ticket items I like to do just because, you know, there's more profit in that. Uh, so when it comes to dropshipping, you know, and I also like to go and sell other people's brands um, just because, you know, the brand has already built that trust with the customer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the brand's been already for over 20 years, so it's really easy to go and sell that. So besides that, um, that's dropshipping. Besides that, I also own a marketing agency. So since I, you know, I have the skill to go and market, um, for myself and my own businesses, I might as well do it for everybody else too, right? <laughs> um, yeah. that everybody needs it, right? Every product, every service, every business, every person needs it. Um, so I do marketing. We have over 100 clients with that, uh, with my marketing agency. So we're doing really good. Um, besides that, I'm also into the ATM business. And then besides that, we do Airbnbs. But with this whole coronavirus stuff happening, it's not too hot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you got to diversify your income, bro. So that's what I do. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I've heard that's like the, one of the first things you hear, like how to create financial security for yourself is never rely on just one income stream, never put your eggs in one basket. Yeah. 100% dude. (laughs) Like imagine if all I did was Airbnb and this whole thing happened, how would I really survive? You know? Exactly. Um, So yeah, dude. Yeah. It was actually interesting. I was in, I'm in a few Facebook groups and I was uh, just kind of talking to like posting a few times asking like, Hey, how's, how's this whole coronavirus thing? Been affecting your business or just like what you do and it was like all the people who just had like maybe it was just like a marketing agency for like brick and mortar businesses or it was just like they had just one specific business it was like oh coronavirus like i'm losing a bunch of sales losing clients like <laughs> people are like well my my agency crashed but like my drop shipping business is doing great like my real estate investments are doing great all that good stuff so yeah diversity diversity is definitely key that you just got to be able to adapt. You know what I mean? Uh, we did a lot of brick and mortar businesses for our agency, but right when this happened, everybody's going online. Every brick and mortar has to move online. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're here for you. What's bringing you online? <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So before we kind of talk more about like your journey and how you were able to like create this, these breakthrough startups, I want to just ask how you got into entrepreneurship. If it was something that you like, you knew you wanted to do from the get go, or if there was like a moment in your life where you're like, damn, like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do the normal nine to five thing. I want to kind of create my own life. So yeah, tell me a little bit about that. So what got me into all of that really was when I was younger, um, I don't know if you know much about it, but it's like competitive gaming, right? Um, so I was doing that. I was doing esports. Um, so I was doing like trick shots and all this stuff, like all these cool stuff people used to do. They still do it now, but not so much. Um, but it was like YouTube, right? So I was playing video games and I was making money. And that's kind of like what the breakthrough was when I was like, okay, I don't have to go and get a degree. I don't have to go and do all the schooling. I can literally do something that I like and get paid for it. You know what I mean? So I kind of opened up my mind from there. And then, you know, I was doing tournaments like I was telling you about and stuff like that. And then I started like, like okay, there's more money out here. There's more money to make. So then um, me and my friend, I don't have a cutout for you, but me and my friend, we went and made a clothing company. Um, back in 2016, I made my first clothing company. And really, we didn't really know what we were doing, just being straight up, right? Um, but it's kind of like common sense when you think about it for like a little bit, like if you want people to buy your clothes, you have to just put people in your clothes for the people to want the clothes. Um, so that's what we did. Um, I went and got a whole bunch of influencers. Um, I'll just name one that I know, you know, little pump, 
right? Um, before he got big, I was getting him when he was coming up. So I had like an eye for that. So I got a little pump to wear. He got a lot of sales for me. Like um, the Ace family, I don't know if you know who they are, yeah. or Ronnie Banks, if you know who Ronnie Banks is, I got yeah. him to wear it. Um, a whole bunch of people do, YouTubers, influencers, JC and Kian. Um, they all wore the clothes and like it really blew up, dude. Within like two weeks, it was getting over 500 sales, bro. Like it was crazy, bro. Like every week, I was coming and coming in. And you got to think about it, dude. Like that's when I was 18 years old. And like I really didn't know about building a team, which is very key, dude, to a lot of things in life. Um, I was doing everything myself. So I was making the shirts myself. I was shipping the shirts out myself. I was doing designs by myself. I was doing the, like everything all by myself. It was a really good learning process, though, you know, really, really good uh, learning experience. But that's kind of what got me into all, everything with my entrepreneur journey, like just calling company and esports. Awesome, dude. So how old are you now? Uh, right now I'm 23. Nice. So 18 years old. You started when you were 18? Yeah, I started when I was 18. Damn, so. Yeah, it's kind of cool how you talked about that, the, like reaching out to influencers and having like, that's a good way to establish credibility fast. And that's like, I don't know if you're familiar with like Russell Brunson or ClickFunnels or any of that, but yes, of course, about the Dream 100 strategy. And it's just like, that's, it's the same concept, except you can apply it to so many different things, just reaching out to people who already have credibility and partnering with them and working with them. And that's just, that's pretty much hacking. You, know, you don't have to run months and months of ad campaigns to build up an audience and then do retargeting. Like if you can use other people's audiences to your advantage, that's good to grow. Teamwork makes a dream work, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah, bro, one percent, dude. So, how fast did you like? You initially started reaching out to influencers for your clothing brand. Yeah, so you gotta understand though, this was back in 2016. Like now, it's kind of different with influencer marketing. People are now bougier, and they're like, "Oh no, I gotta get paid," you know. But this is back in 2016, so people were down to go and get like free shirts and free hoodies just to put on Instagram, like you know what I mean? And we're also kind of, we already tapped into like the network too. So it's kind of like a plus, you know what I mean? But back then, dude, it was different. People weren't getting paid like they do now off the Instagram by posting brands, you know? Um, so I really got into it and was like untapped. It was still was being tapped, but it was untapped. But yeah, dude, just literally messaging people, dude, messaging them until they tell you no. Like maybe they didn't see it. Well, maybe they've seen it, but maybe they forgot, dude. People are busy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be so narcissistic and think like the whole world revolves around you because it doesn't, you know? Um, so just be in their DMS, dude, all day, every day. You know what I mean? Um, that's what I was doing. If I could, yeah. if I could have got contact with them. I mean, if you send like, say you send 30, 40, 50 DMS a day, like you send those then 10 respond and then like two end up taking your clothes and wearing it. It's like, that's two, two more audiences that you get gain access to. And the more you do that, like the more your chances of landing some pretty cool influencers are. So and then you got to think about it too, like on a strategical standpoint, if you want to play chess um, and not checkers, right, step by step. You know what I mean? So like you said, you go reach out to 30 people, 10 reply to you. Maybe those eight want you to pay for them. And you're like, I don't have that much capital to give you right now. So let me not do that. But you give today all those two and then you gain up that capital. And then you never know. Those two might bring you some other people that want to wear your clothes now. Like, hey, I saw your brand. I like it. And you see the audience and now they want your clothes. And now you give it to them and it helps you out even more. Um, bro, it's crazy, bro. It's Influencer marketing, collabing people, like you said earlier, is very key to a lot of businesses out here, dude. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, when did you make the transition from, you know, selling clothes to drop shipping? Okay. So it was kind of like I had to do straight floor. I'm a straight floor person. So what happens is when I was doing my clothing brand, right, um, I had a friend come over that I knew 
and like he threw like a hundred grand cash in front of me and i was still young dude i'm 18 right so you know i'm making money with my company i had the same like a kid comes to the same age throwing me a hundred grand in front of me i'm like what the hell dude what are you doing and he told me he was like selling drugs right he was selling like weed marijuana um so i was like man i'm making the money from a clothing company i can just go buy all this weed and go and invest and then flip it so like literally within one month though of me doing that dude i got in trouble um with the law as i see it's like a i see it as a blessing dude because like i was messing with people who were like really big in it and like like 10 20 pounds at a time one day they might you know not have the money and they gotta take it from you and something could happen you know um so i'm glad i got out that space as soon as possible um but so i was that's how i like transitioned because after i was doing that I was like, dude, let me get back to online because this is like what I need to do. Like, this is me, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so not let me not try to be someone I'm not, you know? So I literally just went back and I literally was probably what you do or like many other people do. They type in how to make money online. And then I found dropshipping. I'm like, okay, I already do e-commerce, which is the brand that I was talking about, the clothing company. Right? I already do this. So it's kind of the same concept. Now, instead of me having to actually make the shirts and do all this, I can just get it from a the supplier. They take care of the shipping. They take care of the product. They take care of all of that, and I make the money in the middle, right? Basically a middleman, you know what I mean? So I got into it after that happened, and then I was doing the, like, lower-tier products. Nothing's wrong with it at the end of the day, just being straightforward um, on a business standpoint. They both do make money, you know what I mean? Um, with low-ticket dropshipping coming from AliExpress and using them as your supplier. But at the end of the day, I wasn't really happy with the profits or the shipping times, you know? Um, it takes anywhere. If you have a sourcing agent, it can take you, like, maybe seven to eight days to get the product to the customer. But that's still kind of long. But if you're doing like no shipping agent or agency and you're just straight up from the vendor to uh, from China to over here, it could take anywhere from like 14 to 30 days. And bro, that's a long time. You gotta understand your customers. Imagine you do order something, you have to wait 30 days to get that thing. Dude, you're gonna be mad, right? So I was like, okay, let's scratch all that. Let's find USA suppliers. And then what's also to sell higher ticket products? Because at the end of the day, dude, once you learn how to make a nice, compelling website, and you know how to drive traffic, it really comes down to one thing and that's your product, right? Like just straight up. Um, so that's how I got into like the higher tier products too with it because I was like, dude, there's no, there's no purpose for me to make 10, 20, 30 bucks profit when I can make 400 plus profit per sale, just being straight up, dude, doing the same thing. And not even just that, but being honest, I kind of like it better because I know you'd ask for all this, but we use Google ads. So like, dude, it's buyer's intent platform. You know what I mean? Like people are literally going to Google saying, living room couches and then you show them an ad for your couch and they buy it like super easy they're already in the buyer's mindset and that's like one of the hardest things to actually make someone do is like go into the buyer's mindset you know mm. and i wish i i wish i talked to you like a year and a half ago because um me and my business partner we were super into drop shipping when we first got started with entrepreneurship and we had the idea like oh man like let's go to aliexpress you can get like we were selling like these essential oil diffusers and stuff for your car. And it's like, man, it only costs like a dollar to make and we'll sell it for 15 bucks. That's like, that's a lot of profit. That's 14 bucks. But then we started running campaigns and like, you can have days where you have like a hundred, 200, $300 revenue, but the, the profit margins, the shipping and the ad spend, like you're barely breaking even. So yeah, I've, I think it's the move no matter what you're doing. And not only just that, but like, see, you gotta understand, like, the thing about Facebook, if you, I don't know how long you were in it for, um, but, you know, sometimes they can fuck around and, like, close your account, dude. You know what I mean? Out of nowhere. And then, just like that, you're like, all that data's gone, all that stuff you've been, all the look-like audiences you built up, everything is just gone. Now you have to start over from scratch. Um, Google's not like that at all, dude. Now, I'm not gonna talk too much bad about Facebook, because I still use it for myself and my marketing agency. 
Um, but we use it for clients that are selling products under $200 just because it's like impulse. You know, you can impulse buy someone $200 product or below, but anything over a thousand dollars, dude, good luck. <laughs> you know? uh, but yeah, we use Facebook and Google, uh, Instagram for retargeting purposes. So when someone comes from Google, so yeah. So you use Google as a, your main way of driving traffic to your high ticket e-com? Yeah, dude. Think about it, right? Okay. If you want to buy a product, okay, where are you going to go? You might go to Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes, majority of times, you're going to go to Google, okay? And because you just want to figure out, okay, who has it? Even Amazon pops up on Google, you know? So you might be like, hey, who has this product? I don't feel like looking on all these different pages. Let me just go to Google and find it. Right? When you go to Google and type it in, if, for instance, me, a couches, you want to talk about, if you type in couches for my living room and I show you an ad for my couch, if you like it, that nice white leather L-shaped couch, you're going to click on it, you like the price, you like the picture, you're going to click on it and go to the website. And then you see all the other cool stuff on there. You use buyer psychology, of course, and you make them buy. Now, if they don't buy, though, if life happens, then you hit them with a Facebook or Instagram retargeting ad. You know what I mean? Um, that really makes them come back and buy because it's kind of like, what happened? You know, you were trying to buy it and something life happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they come in buying it also, yeah. That's really smart. I there's never been one time in my life where I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see something for like, like four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars. I even think about buying it. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm not here to buy like that big investment. Like, if I see maybe some cool like a phone case, it's like nineteen ninety nine. I'm like, all right, I, I can do that. But yeah, no, that's Google is where people go to buy the high ticket stuff. That's that's really smart. One hundred percent, bro. One hundred percent. You gotta just be smart. You know what I mean? It's all about this, man. Being smarter, man. Yeah. So. You do, uh, you mentioned like you do multiple different types of business. Did you, uh, are you a, a believer in focusing on one thing until you can automate it until it's consistent and moving on to the next? Or did you try to, did you start all these projects at the same time? Yeah, that's a good question. So what I believe in is everything, as long as you keep it simple, is repeatable straight up, dude. So what I do for every business that I'm in, I literally write down each and every step that I do all the time. And I'll also record it like my screen if I'm doing anything online. I'll record my screen and attach it for steps. And then, like you said, automation. So I'll go and hire people like in the Philippines and they'll do like, bro, okay. I pay them $3 an hour, like $3 an hour. So for eight hours work, I pay them about $25 a day and they do all the work for me with all those steps there. So I'm a firm believer, like you're saying, just, you know, building out that structure and then automate it to somebody else and then go to that next income. Because bro, as long as you can just build up teams, the faster you build up a team, the faster you build your business, it'll be good for you, dude, you know? Um, so yeah. I like to yeah. do one at a time though, and then automate it. Exactly. Yeah. Building teams is huge. I mean, I feel, I, I can't remember what the quote was, but it's like your growth will be limited by like the quality of your team. So like if you don't have a team put together, like you can only spread yourself so thin, but you know, like once you start outsourcing, building, getting people that are better at a certain skill than you are, then that's how you can really scale. 100%. So as you started to kind of progress through business, did you, did you end up going to college at all? Yeah. So I went to college for three weeks. Um, that's it, dude. <laughs> Cause you gotta understand before I went to college, I already had, I was already making money online. You know, I was doing like e-commerce, not e-commerce. Uh, I was doing esports, um, and YouTube and stuff like that. So I was already making money online. And then I did my, um, clothing company before college too. So it was just like, I was really going to college. See, it was really for me. You know what I mean? um and it just wasn't so you know i don't want to sit there and like i just think about it like this dude like why invest like four plus years of your life 
no offense. I know you're doing it, dude, so I don't want to talk. No, no worries at all, man. No worries. <laughs> I love hearing this stuff. But, like, why invest four years into learning a skill? If, you, like, if your whole goal is just to make money, why, like, do that? You know, like, not trying to be, like, we're trying to be, like, a doctor or, like, a lawyer or, like, something like that. Well, then please go to school. But when it's anything else, like, dude, there's no reason, dude. Like, look, go learn a skill somewhere. Go find out how to make money and go live your life. You know I mean, because there's much more to life than learning a skill, dude, and going to school, as I see it. Because um, there's a lot of money out here, especially with the internet. It's a lot of money out here, man. Lot. Yeah, and you hear like you even hear people who are MBAs, they go to school for like five, six, seven, eight years, and they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. And at the end of the time, like I never used one. Like all the classes I took in my MBA didn't apply any of them to when I was actually in the real world marketing. Because when you learn, like these professors are teaching. Like marketing strategies that were working like four or five, six years ago, but not anymore. Like marketing changes so fast and just to commit so much time and so much money just to learn outdated strategies is even like I go to college and I still don't really see the point. <laughs> so Yeah. And I'm just that dude, but as I see it, no offense to the professors out there, you know, much respect for them for doing what they're doing. But like why learn from somebody on a skill if they're not even actually doing it themselves? As in why go to marketing class and learn from a professor who's reading from a textbook, especially if he doesn't have his own marketing agency. Like, he can't give you real-life advice. He can really just give you textbook advice, just straight up, you know what I mean? Um, and like you were saying, some stuff is outdated, but at the end of the day, dude, as long as you know biopsychology, you'll be cool, dude. Um, you can be able, you'll be adaptable to whatever comes. Awesome. So um, would you recommend – so you've done – like I said before, you've done a lot of different things. Would you write, what would, which one of your ventures would you recommend for somebody who is trying to get into making money online? So it really just depends on their capital. You know what I mean? Like just straight up. Like if you have like a thousand, two thousand dollars, I would say get into dropshipping. You know what I mean? Because then you have money for your ads. You have money to, you know, play with the products to get them fulfilled, all that cool stuff. But let's say you don't even have that much. Um, I would really just say there's a technique. I don't know. I don't really tell no one about it. Um, I learned it from one of my mentors. I talked to, um, he's dropping some, some free knowledge for some people. Um, it's, there's a, like you just get free products, either one from Craigslist, right? Go to the free section, get them and then list them on the Facebook marketplace, list them on Amazon, list them wherever and sell that to get some capital. Or there's some companies on Amazon that actually will send you their product for free, right? For a review, of course. Um, because as you should know, reviews are assets on online. Um, if someone's speaking good about your company, good about your product, other people would buy it. You know what I mean? Um, so there's a company that gives you free products and you just take those products and sell them. And then I would say get your money up and then get into dropshipping or get into whatever really that is. T- like there's dropshipping or social media marketing. There's a lot of things out here to do like you can get into marketing, learn a skill, social media marketing, you know, do brick and mortar businesses, do online businesses, provide them customers, provide them leads. Anybody will pay you for more customers any day, all day. Like no one's going to say no. So it just really depends on you and your capital, dude. There's a lot of things. Out. Like I said, there's a lot of money out here to be made. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. So we just covered um, recommendation for someone who's just getting into it. Now, what would your recommendation be to someone who is like consistently making like a decent amount of money with dropshipping or social media marketing, like maybe making thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars a month? How, what would you say was the main thing that contributed to you like breaking through that barrier of, you know, like instead of making just consistent, maybe 50, 60 grand a year to jumping up to like six figures a year, maybe seven figures a year, eight figures. Scale. That's just it, bro. Like, bro, come on. Like you see it's working and you see the budget you have behind it. 
Just imagine if you massified that budget. Of course, there's other things that go down into it, like micro budgeting or micro scaling and stuff like that. But dude, like all I can say at the end of the day is scale, scale, scale. You know what I mean? Um, the faster you scale, you said one k a one k a month. That's no offense, dude. That's that's not good for Josh. I mean, dude, like yeah. you want to be making at least one k every two hours or something, dude. Like it's very possible. It just comes behind. It's steps by steps, right? Of course, not. You don't have that much money for ads. You can't really get to that point. But dude, once you got that money from you know all that you've been saving, just dumping it more into your, dump it back into your business, dude. Like I'm saying, like it's already working. As long as you're not doing like a trendy product, that's the only thing. See, I don't do trendy products. Um, I used to, but those things die out. Three, six, nine months, it's gone, right? With like evergreen products, are always going to be here. So whenever you're doing your business, if you just take all the money you're making, all your profits, and put it back into your ads, eventually, after three months, four months, you're going to be way higher than you were when you started off. You know what I mean? So. If someone's doing dropshipping and they're making that, I would just say invest and scale up as fast as you can because you have a winner on your hands as well. That's the truth, right? Um, people are buying it, especially if you're, like, you're having good margins on it. So you better hurry up before someone else jumps on it. If someone else will jump on it. It's online. And they will sell to the customers that you could have sold to. <laughs> and now you just lost all that money you could have made. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. So uh, obviously when you, you start a lot of companies, you see some success that involves like a lot of hours put in, a lot of hustling, a lot of grinding. So how do you stay productive and like determined and motivated? Even like, cause entrepreneurship is obviously like a big roller coaster. Like there's highs, there's lows. I'm sure you had a lot of hard times on your way up. So how do you stay productive? And also how do you like, keep yourself going when things aren't going super good? So to answer a couple of questions, I just want to say one thing first before I go into a whole thing. Um, you might have to repeat yourself again because I just make sure I can answer correctly. But do like, the one thing I have to say is like this, everything we're doing right now in our life has already been done by somebody else. Unless like you're trying to find the cure to coronavirus or like something else like that, that hasn't been done. But like an online business, real estate, ATM business, social media marketing, real estate, like everything's already been done before by somebody else. So as long as you can learn from somebody who's really good, you're honestly be golden, dude. Because you're not going to take away all that time, all those hardships, all those running into the walls, all those falls, because that person's already been through it all. You know what I mean? So what I can really say first before anything is just find someone you can relate to and you have, they have the same exact lifestyle that you're living and go learn from them. So you don't have to go through all that. Now about um, like, what was the question again? Like, that's why I said you had to repeat it again. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I kind of piled like three questions on top of you. I just asked how you, uh, let's start off with productivity. What's your main way to stay productive when you got to get a lot done? So what I do is literally just write down. So I write down everything I need to get done within the first, like the whole month, right? First of all, okay, what is everything? Like, where are my goals for this whole month I need to get done? After that, you then micro them down, right? So for these goals to happen, what do I have to do to make these goals happen? And then you write all those down. And then once you have all those written down, then you like add them to your calendar per day, per day. And every day you just cross off, okay, one step ahead, one step ahead. Because bro, you like, don't expect to run miles if you never even ran an inch before. Like, you know what I mean? So step by step, dude. Um, so what I can just say is just write down everything you need to get done and then break it down to your whole schedule for every week, every two weeks, every three weeks, every four weeks, and then do everything and then step by step do it. And then the thing is, if you have people helping you, it accelerates the process. Like I was saying about earlier, team building, dude, fuck dude, man. If I could do it, if I could have did it earlier, man, I would have, bro. Um, cause think about it, right? If you have, for instance, let's say you have 10 employees working for you and they're all working eight hours a day for you. That's 80 hours plus that you're getting to your day for your business. Straight up, dude. So it's going to help your acceleration and growth. So whatever you got to do, if they help you with it, you'll, you'll get to those, you'll start making those miles instead of those inches per day. You know what I mean? Um, so 
I hope I answered your question with that. Yeah, you did for sure. Um, that actually brings something else to my mind. So one thing you see a lot is there's like this kind of, there's this battle going on between entrepreneurs where it's like, some of them are like, you don't need to put in constant 10, 12 hour days. If you're doing that, you're doing things wrong. Like you're wasting your time. You're doing like, it's like the 80, 20 rule, like focus on the 20% that makes you profitable and like scrap the 80% that's just wasting your time. And then there's entrepreneurs who are like, you're not going to make it if you're not putting in 12 hour days, like 80 hours a week. Which one, which side do you lean towards? Like, do you think that it's necessary to work 70, 80 hour weeks in order to like be successful? Or do you think if you just prioritize and even if it were, means working like two, three hours a day that you can still get it done? So that really all comes down to, again, team building, first of all, right? If you build a team, then I strongly believe you can do the, that 20, 80 rule you're talking about straight up. Uh, because you know that if you put your 20%, you know there's still people behind you putting in their fucking 100%. You know what yeah. I mean? So you can still do that because the way to do that, that's like the, what is it called? The four-hour work week, the book? Yeah. Um, so it's just, that's like you have to team build, dude. Then, yes, you'll still get to where you got to get to. But then again, like I'm, I'm on both sides because, see, let's say you're doing something and like only you for somehow have that vision or only you can somehow see how to make it work. Like you need to really do it yourself. Well, that's something that you got to just grind, grind, grind. But if it's already been done before by other people and you can show the people you're hiring the way to do it, you don't have to put all that time into it, dude. It just depends on what you're doing this straight up, um, honestly. Um, but both models, dude, is you got to figure out too, what, are you, what kind of person are you? Are you someone who likes to do a lot of work and like all the grunt work? Or are you someone who likes to just manage people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because they're both, it just depends on the person, bro. That's just it. Yeah. No, it's, I... Um, I was watching this video by Alex Becker talking about um, like the, the last thing you should do is listen to anybody and try to replicate their schedule exactly because every single, everyone's different. Like him, for example, he wakes up at 3 a.m. and works till like 2 p.m. and then just does a bunch of other weird Alex Becker shit. And like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know who he is, but he's kind of a strange dude. But um, I know he is. Yeah, he works from like 3 a.m. to 2 p.m. Like not very many people do that. Like Jeff Bezos goes to work at like 9 a.m., like sleeps in, goes to work at 9, 10 a.m. and then works just like the pretty much a normal nine to five kind of time frame. So yeah, I agree 100%. Like whatever you enjoy doing, like just focus on that and just kind of formulate your schedule as you as you go on. Yeah, man, that's, I, I hear that a lot. People are always like, yo, what, do you, what time do you wake up? What time do you take a shower? Like, dude, like. <laughs> Who care about me? Worry about yourself because everybody's different, like you just said. You know what I mean? It's straight yeah. facts, man. And the only way you're gonna feel comfortable is by doing what you want to do with your time. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that we talked about productivity, I want to move on to that second part of the question where I talked about um, how entrepreneurship's like this roller coaster where you have you have the highs, they're great, like you're the top of the world, but you also have your lows, and the lows is usually where people end up just throwing the towel. So how have you dealt with your lows? And like what keeps you going through this like crazy entrepreneurial journey? So just the bigger picture, dude. Like I'm never like, here's my mind here in the present just because like I'm helping or showing my workers and stuff like that. But I'm always in the future, bro, with everything. I'm um, being straight up. Cause right now I'm 22 years old. Right. And I can just see from like my mom, right. She's about to be 50 years old and now she's leaving her job because I'm helping out and stuff like that. But before that dude, like she was making only 40 to 50 grand a year. Like, and she's about to be 50 years old. So, like, I don't ever want that for myself or for my kids or anything like that. So, whenever I go to those low times, I just think about if I keep grinding and I keep working, by the time I'm 30 years old, 
then I can really sit back, relax, and do what I want to do. Because everyone asks me too, like, well, you're making all this money, you're doing all this. Why aren't you partying? Why aren't you doing this? Why don't you? There's no purpose for it, bro. The party's going to be here. You know what I mean? That's just straight up fact. Like, the party's going to be here. The people are going to be here. But that money that's to be made right now or that generational wealth that I'm really trying to go after, like, yes, it'll still be here when I'm 40 or 50, but why not just get it all done right now? Get all the grunt work done right now. Those are the teams right now. So when I'm 30, I can sit back and relax. I just have that bigger vision, that bigger mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's why, bro. People don't have that. You got to have vision, bro. You got to. Because there's going to be times when you're like, holy fuck, like, this shit just happened. Like, man, dude, I did all this. Fuck. But then it's like, what are you, you going to do? Give up? Like you said, like, you're just going to give up and do what? Like, go to nine to five and just, like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, if you really want the best for yourself, there's no giving up. Yeah, that's that was actually, that was some good insight because, I mean, it's all part of the sacrifice, you know, like you said, the parties are going to be there, the social life's going to be there, like the normal life that everybody like strives to live is going to be there. But, you know, if you want to do something to like, something that lives yourself and something that like you can project into other people's lives, like you said, you're helping out your mom now, like everybody wants to do that. Everybody wants to see their mom live like the best life. like they've done so much for us when we were younger so yeah 100%. i love i like hearing that i like hearing that a lot so um one thing another thing i've heard a lot is there's like a big debate on business partners or no business partners like i want to hear do you have any business partners yeah um a lot of them don't like to be named just because of their, yeah. um, their DAs. but dude the thing is like you were saying about earlier um is when you're working with other people you get tapped into their network right just straight up um, and it really accelerates the whole process. You know what I mean? And, you know, someone might just, the thing I like is just do what you're good at, as I believe by, right? Do what you're good at and then outsource everything else, you know? So you might be good at, you know, like I told you earlier, managing people. One person might be good at that. And then another person might be good at just marketing or something like, as long as you can all come together and you can see the bigger vision for that goal of that business, why not? As long as, you know, they, they got a good mindset. Of course, you know, vet them out. You know what I mean? One of the things, dude, I do, I think sound weird, but I make sure that people send me their credit report because it's like, dude, if you got bad credit, that's one of the, like, that's the first thing I ask for, dude, because you got bad credit, dude, like, I don't even trust you as a human, just being straight up, because it is, the, the credit score is me, it shows responsibility as a person, right? Can you pay your bills on time? Can you keep up your payments? Can you, are you not going to overutilize your money? Like, all this stuff, bro, it comes, it's just being smart, dude, you know? Um, so you got to make sure you vet out the people before you become a business partner with them. So you don't make that mistake because the worst, last thing you want to do, dude, is like make a business with somebody. And then three years down the line, you figure out that they're not really pulling at their part and you could have did it by yourself and went way higher and made way more money by yourself or had somebody else as your partner. So yeah. it just depends on what you're doing too, bro. You know what I mean? Cause not every business needs a partner, but it's always good to have two heads are better than one. I know you heard that before. You know what I mean? So that's just the truth. Yeah, it's good to have someone to, like, bounce ideas off of and, like, especially if you have the same vision. But like you said, the one thing that's worse, like, finding a good business partner is, like, one of the best things that can happen. But something that outweighs that is if you go into business with someone who just is not the right yeah. and you just kind of end up wasting years of your life with this person. You guys are just on completely two different tracks. So, yeah, yeah. I get that a lot. Um, so I want to move in before we kind of wrap things up and go into like the ending, ending questions. I want to talk to you about, uh, being featured in like stuff like thrive, Kiva daily Fox news. How long did it take you? Like when did, when did all that happen? Bro, so that really just happened when I started coming online with it. Cause 
as I told you, I've been doing this since 2016, but like I've never really showcased my online life until like, bro, within the six months, like six to one, uh, six months to a year. So since I, since I started doing that again, Instagram has a lot of pros and a lot of cons to it, right? Um, cons is you put your life out there and people hit you up and act like they owe, like you owe them something um, when they we really don't. And then the pros is you get to connect with a lot of other people. You know what I mean? So I started posting more about my life, what I was doing, and those people started hitting me up and saying, hey, you want to be featured? I'm like, hell yeah, why not? That's cool. And to touch on that real quick, um, I was interviewed by Forbes last week, and uh, it's actually going to be dropped by next month, dude. So, yeah. Dude, that's huge, man. Congrats. Appreciate it. Yeah, bro. That is awesome, man. So would you, uh, would you recommend that if someone, like, obviously you've got a – prove yourself to be interviewed on these, these uh, media platforms. Like that's not something that just everybody can do, but would you say that if someone is like, if that's a goal of theirs to be f- featured on like Fox news, Forbes to start publishing on social media and like start trying to get their name out there and building their brand up. Well, you got to think about it like this, right? So imagine if we, me, you were in a room and you knew who I was, but I know who you were. Right. And there's 10 hundred thousand people in that room. How would you, the only way you could find me is by knowing who I am. Right. And the only way you know who I am is either we talked before or you see myself online. You know what I mean? Um, so the answer to your question is I really believe you should be posting online just to put yourself out there because you never know who's watching you just straight up. Like you never really know. Um, it could be, a, there's a lot of people, bro. A lot of people stay low key when they're watching people too, just to see how they move, you know? Um, so if you want to get featured, bro, I really suggest to get featured because just being straight up, it helps you a lot with authority. You know what I mean? Um, it really separates you from the people who aren't shit. Um, so people can know, okay, this person is the shit, you know what I mean? Um, and their advice is something to listen to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to get future, bro, you need to definitely be out there, dude. No one's going to feature you if you're not out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they don't even know who you are, dude. They don't straight up. How are you going to get featured somewhere if someone doesn't even know who you are? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh credentials are important because like when we were narrowing down who we wanted to have be a part of this project, like we only, we have 10 spots that we want to, have and we're like well who's gonna provide like the most value like who's gonna actually who's done it who's gonna like make this project something special and then when we came across your profile like you said like the first thing i saw was featured and thrive keep a daily and fox and he was like all right well you gotta do something pretty cool to do that so that goes to the, like putting in the work and trying to get featured on those uh media platforms is definitely gonna help in the long run 100 percent. all right so as we start to wrap up and get towards the end the main idea of this interview is to talk about breakthrough startups. Like just tell the story of how you created your very own business. That's now doing really cool things. So if you had like, I know you've talked a lot about building teams. We've talked about productivity. We've talked about a lot of really insightful stuff, but if you could attribute maybe one or two things to your breakthrough startup, what do you think those would be? Keeping it simple and building a team, dude, straight up, man. Shut up because, bro, think about it. If you make things complicated, like the more, the, the complicated you make it, yes, there could be a, a financial amount of money at the end of the road once you go through all those complicated things. But a lot of things in this world are very, very simple. They just have step by step, like a tango dance. You know what I mean? There's certain steps to the dance. There's certain steps to the business. You know what I mean? So just keep everything simple, dude. Like the smaller steps you have, the simpler it is. And then building a team to go and replicate those steps for you to have massive success. That's what it is, bro. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, um, the last question, I always like to end these interviews by asking, uh, 
asking about your favorite books, mentors, and events, if you've attended any. So if you have a couple books that you'd recommend, something to read that kind of was impactful for you, a few people that you trust and you learn from online, a few mentors, and also if there's any events that you've attended that you'd recommend other people to go to. Um, so just being sure, I don't read so many books, right? Um, I do read once in a while, right? Um, just to read. But I read Russell, a lot of Russell Brunson's books just because he talks about a lot of sales stuff in there. Also, on The Ask Method, I read that. None of you have ever heard of that book before. I read The 4-Hour Workweek. Um, another good book, though, to read, though, is um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yes. That's a very, very good book. Um, a beginner book, though, if you haven't read shit, it would be uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, to fix your mindset. It's the first thing you got to do. Um, and then besides that, when you're talking about, like, mentor-wise, um, this really depends on what are you getting into, um, as I see it, right? Because there's a lot of different mentors out there. Um, a lot of big names that I know is like Ty Lopez or Grant Cardone or Bradley or um, Gary Vee is a cool little good advice from him too. Just, again, it really just depends on what you're getting into, right? And then there's a lot of people. There's, what I would say, though, is um, like this app's called like Eventbrite or like Meetup and stuff like that. If you want to go to some in-person events, yeah, you can go to like seminars and all that cool stuff. But uh, there's a lot of events on those apps too that you can go and connect like with 10 people in a room. And bro, they're all there trying to build up their life. They're all there for the same reason you're there. And y'all can link up and do a lot of powerful things there in person, face-to-face with a small group of people um, would be really good for business too. Um, it just depends on what you're doing though. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing real estate, I would say go to a RIA meeting. You know what I mean? They have them once a month in every state. Go check them out. You'll meet a lot of powerful players in real estate right there. Um, and then if you're doing like, I don't know, sales or marketing, there's other events for those too, you know? Um, but I highly suggest just going there. One, for the knowledge, yeah, it's cool. But you tend to forget that there's a big network there. You know what I mean? Um, and your network is your net worth. And I will stay behind that all day long. <laughs> um, yes, sir. It helps out a lot, dude. That's awesome, man. So, well, that kind of wraps everything up. Uh, do you want to say, you know, where where they can, where everyone can find you, your social media handle, and also just a website, if they have a website that hosts some of your some of your services? Cool, cool, cool. So my Instagram right now is online money. Uh, my domain name is Anthony Agyeman, A-G-Y-E-M-A-N. But I'm actually tomorrow negotiating a deal. The guy owns my domain, which is onlinemoney.com. Um, I bought some business in the past, not from him, but for not remember this price, dude. This guy wants twenty grand for the domain name. Um, but it's worth. It's a. It's a thing I'm willing to take just because of the longer vision. So. The, Insta, the domain name will be onlinemoney.com by the time you publish this for sure. Um, so that's where you can find everything out about how to make money online. I also have a whole bunch of articles on there, a whole bunch of free tips, bro. Just showing love on there, bro. Podcast, merch, everything. So yeah, awesome, onlinemoney.com is, is going to be the handles <laughs> for sure. Perfect, perfect. Well, yeah, thanks, Anthony, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Anytime, Andrew, anytime. This house until we knock it down, so turn the volume loud. Cause it's been to the haters, crank the pace up like crazy, and let yourself go, let yourself go. Say fuck it before we kick the bucket. Life's too short to not.